So I talk about this gentleman all the time on the podcast, uh, and I, I usually just praise him, throw roses at him, bow at his feet, kiss his toes. That's Simon from Yonkers. Simon, how are you today? Doing well, Brian. How are you? I'm doing well. What are you drinking right now? Uh, oof, this is going to knock your socks off. Uh, I'm drinking a Bud Light. Simon just told me he was drinking a Bud Light, and I told him whatever, uh, you know, California craft tofu-infused beer I was drinking, uh, and he called me pretentious. How, da- how dare you? Such an elitist. <laughs> Such a West Coaster. Why don't you post some more hiking pictures? Oh, boy. You have no – I got more. I can, I can, I can light the internet on fire. I'm, I'm actually kind of frugal with them, so watch out. Honestly, watch out. Uh, let's see. So we, we were going over show prep here. I don't, I don't know if this is actually going to light the internet on fire like my hiking pictures would, but uh, we, we got a few topics to discuss. We're, we, actually, we actually talked and we said, what do you want to start with first? But I don't think we actually came to an answer on that, did we? Uh, no, we didn't, but uh, War of Attrition, we will start with. Should we go with uh, what we're t- – should we go what we were just discussing before? And that's the, the – not the brainless argument. I guess you can't say brainless argument. That has been uh, gripping the nation that we have to hear again, the same bullshit, and that is kneeling in the NFL. Simon, what, what do you think about the NFL's controversial uh, new take on some for you, some for you, but don't do this uh, approach? They opened up a fucking Pandora's box that did not need to be opened. We had everybody forgot about this. It was done. If you had said nothing, nothing would have happened at the start of next season. And now Trump is involved. Now it's the same arguments on the Internet. It's the same lack of solution. All you had to do was let a sleeping dog lie. Let the chips fall where they may have. And you would have been fine. They, uh, You know what it's like? It's like you're witnessing a fight and the people are fighting. And then it's like slowing down. And then as like one of them's walking away or like their girlfriend, all of a sudden they're just like, yeah, fucking asshole. And it's just like, whoa. And then we have to start the whole thing up again. And everyone has the same BS go back and forth and like you said there's no no solution it's i i i don't understand why the nfl would do it do i don't understand why they would do this like they picked the off season and then just to just bring this this topic up where there was like at the i think they said like week 17 or whatever like the smallest amount of kneelers were that week the last regular season football game played but felt the need to like bring it up again i don't understand everything eventually dies down and it had died down and they were pretty much in the clear with this because nobody was talking about it. And now you have all these half-assed solutions like, oh, hey, whoever wants to come out, come out. And whoever wants to stay, stay in the locker room. Like, that's not going to divide the fucking locker room. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, there's like no way for anybody to win there. Uh, I actually think that the best solution would be just to keep everybody in the locker room, play the anthem. Then everybody come out of the tunnel to Ozzy, Crazy Train, whatever the fuck. I that's, that's probably the best course of action that would pacify everybody. Will they do it? Probably not. No, it's like, yeah, you're going to have, uh, well, 33 guys came out on the field, uh, two protested, so that'll, that'll be a 15-yard penalty, and then the other 28 stayed in the locker room. Yeah, I don't think that'll divide anything. No, not at all. But I, I like the uh, – I said this on Twitter, and I was going to say I like the tweet that I saw. It was actually my tweet, so I'm liking my own tweet like Francesa. Uh, I'm saying, you know what would be good is if they, like, antagonized each other, of uh, each sideline, the guys that came out there to, like, dare them to, uh, to you know, just, just yell yell things. I was going to say yell slurs. That's probably not a good idea. Yell things No, that's at each a horrible other. idea. I don't like your idea at all. <laughs> that would have been very bad. Uh, just to yell at each other to try to draw them off. Were you Jack Curry? <laughs> Jack Curry, listen – if, if you're allowed to follow that guy, beware. Beware. 
That's all I'm saying. Beware. He's blocked most of the metro area, but beware. But check, but back to the football for a second. Just trying to draw the other one to to to, to you know protest as if they were offsides or whatever. I, I don't know. Just I don't know. well, I actually liked your camera idea. Um, if you mm. don't show it, will they do it? It's the tree in the forest thing. If they don't show the protesting, will it continue? I wonder if the NFL, like, obviously they have a deal with these networks to do all these games. But, I mean, do they have that much uh, of a hand in there of creativity to say, hey, listen, asshole behind the camera, don't don't, don't, don't show these guys protesting. Only show the guys that are, you know, looking up the flag and, you know, mouth, you know, attempting to mouth the words to the national anthem and waiting for the HGH to kick in. Show those guys. I mean, instead. Instead of the guys doing this and then no one would care no no one would even know i mean i think someone brandon said to me as i'm sure everyone listening to this knows who brandon is um he says yeah well what about the the cell phone and the videos and pictures like no one is getting outraged by that because they're not going to show it on the pregame show they're not going to show it on the highlight show afterwards you're not going to see that no one's going to care it's going to go away you know the internet it's like a three days three day attention span so after that it's over it doesn't matter so also, I don't think getting rid of the anthem is a viable solution either because they have too much. First of all, there's too many people that would get way upset about that, and that would cause an even bigger ball of shit than what's going on. And I also think they have that. I Well, I have to fact check myself here. I don't know if they're still getting the payouts from the military and stuff to fly the flag before the game. If they are, they, they're not going to just ditch the anthem, even if they aren't they still won't ditch the anthem because it's going to cause a bigger PR stir. So that's much, not even a solution. How much money do they get from the military? I don't even think they even get that much. See, that's I what think I, I was thinking. It's, it's like, like a few less million. Than a million. It's not even, it's a, it's a shitty, it's a shitty seventh round pick. That's how much money they get. <laughs> so why don't they just listen? If they want to do it that way, it almost, uh, it still probably wouldn't kill the argument per se, but like, you know, why won't they just say, we're not taking money from this anymore. We still, we're still American. It's the, but then you still have the whole kneeling issue, whatever. It, it doesn't matter anyways. But at least I guess some of the hypocritical nature of it by taking money from the military as if it's, you know, uh, the few, the proud fucking commercial, you know, next to Bud Light and, you know, Travelocity commercials. So, it, but I don't really know if they really want to, whatever. They're pretty good at fucking themselves over. So maybe they will do that. I, I think we should actually just replace. I think we should actually just replace the pomp and circumstance of the anthem with uh, highlights of Top Gun because that's actually pretty good military propaganda and it's much cooler. I, I have a confession: I've never seen Top Gun in my life. Wow! Wow! Well, you're leaving me out in the dust there. <laughs> I could uh, say, hey, hey, yeah. Have you never seen Top Gun? <laughs> It's one of those movies that... And I hate to be that guy because I've never seen anything. You name a movie, I can tell you I haven't seen it. Right. But, like, come on. A lot of those oh, 80s God. a lot of those eighties movies I've never seen. I saw Rambo, like, once. Uh, I saw Top Gun, never. I never... I think I saw Lethal Weapon, like, once. But is it a Christmas movie? That That's that's what we need to talk about. Um, all, those, all those shitty movies, whatever. Die, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Oh, see, I can't even get the joke I, right. Yeah. Well, you know, you see, if you had purchased the Barstool t-shirt, you would have known that Die Hard was the Christmas movie and not Lethal Weapon. This, 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 was, <laughs> this wasn't exactly on our, on our radar of shit to talk about. What, what is this whole deal with Deadspin and Barstool going at each other now? It's like two shitty entities are just uh, – I, I, I didn't want to click on any of the links right. to any of it because I don't want to give them the, the clicks. Okay, well, here's the thing. Apparently, the Washington Post did a fawning piece amongst many fawning pieces over PFT commenter, who is part of, uh, pardon my right. French, what the fuck is it called? Pardon, I don't even know what the name of the podcast is. <laughs> pardon my uh, take. 
Yes, yes, that's what it is. Um, and sure, you know, so he is a guy. So he's a guy that's given Barstool credibility mm-hmm. because he was always kind of straddling, not, not like the woke. This is everything Twitter, but but somewhere in that neighborhood, he was palatable for everybody. And people are mad that he essentially sold out and took the money and worked for the you know evil entity that's Barstool. So that's that's Deadspin's whole thing, and Deadspin. Uh, kind of doxed him because he never wanted his real name out there. They released uh, his real name. And, you know, and it does come off as petty jealousy because everybody loved PFT commenter when he was just doing his shtick and he was just the Twitter guy. But now that he cashed in and made a little money for himself, everybody got a little jealous because everybody wishes they could be the asshole that made jokes on Twitter and turned it into a career. So, you know, Deadspin with their little Brooklyn hipster enclave, they were furiously typing away like pft commenter never ever commented on the racism and the sexism of barstool oh. so it, it, it really it, it really just comes off as as petty jealousy and i hate both entities like nothing else on the face of the earth i've never listened to the podcast i don't think his twitter account is funny i actually have it muted isn't but, it really funny when he know, misspells everything guy, it, it's funny when he has the relaxed spelling and and says things like a, a mongoloid meathead sports fan it's a good shtick I really enjoy it. <laughs> Danny Woodhead is gritty. Because <laughs> he's white, and that's those are the words that you give to the white players. You know, cerebral gritty. <laughs> Lots of moxie. <laughs> Danny, you've got the, you've got the speed. <laughs> Joe Flacco, even a Lee fam? <laughs> Come on. You know what's funny, though? You talk about, like, oh, he got famous, and, you know, people had to take swipes at him. I almost look at Deadspin and Barstool kind of the same way, because Deadspin used to be that, like, real edgy, like, wacky, like, real... They're, they say stuff like, hey, uh, Barry Bonds is an asshole. Like, that's the name of their... The, the, the title, the headline of their, their, their article, and now this new group of just degenerates comes along and they're like hey we're edgy and they're like no you're not edgy anymore you're nothing you're old brooklyn like you said so i think it's it it reeks of that it almost reminds me like i love the simpsons but the simpsons if they came out today they'd be very tame and people would be like yeah we're used to like family guy and like sex jokes and like you know like raunchy real shit while you're talking about you know homer in a power plant it's kind of the same way maybe not really it's actually kind of the to veer too off track here, but it's kind of weird how the Simpsons were like an original evil where like, like the Bush family and fundamentalists yeah. speak out against them. Like this is bad for America. The fucking Simpsons of all things. Yeah. And you Eat my shorts. Later, that, Mr. That the most... <laughs> it's the, uh... probably the most tame sh- show on TV, but uh, to finish up the bar stool, uh, dead spin thing. I mean, it, yeah, like you said, 10 years ago, they were the edgy people pushing out the Mike Lupicas and the news columns, stuffy types. But now Deadspin kind of filled that vacuum, and that's all sports media is. Basically, everybody is Deadspin, uh, Jesse Specter, Calcaterra. Oh, God. It, that's who dominates all, all of, yeah. <laughs> oh, just... <laughs> but, but that's who is, you know, pushing the sports news these days. They've actually become the establishment. So, you know, they get a little cranky when somebody comes along and, you know. I remember I had friends that weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons. Their parents just said they were a bad influence because Bart Bart like yells at the teacher and and says stuff. Un unfucking believable that in that that was a world that was only like twenty years ago where people weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons. Children weren't allowed. Now they're watching like porn at like age five. Like the world has changed a lot. 
It, it really has. I mean, I, I can remember when I was a kid. I was nine. When, <laughs> always. I mean, what else it's I always nine. Do you ever uh, notice that, South- by the way? It's always nine. Always, always. It's never eight, never ten. It's, it's amazing. Francesca's uh, so, tw- Twitter follower account is uh, approaching nine, by the way. Nine, 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 by the way. Just just to let you know, mm-hmm. 99.9. That's going to be a big one. <clears throat> but yeah, long story short, we're all, like, very desensitized to everything. Like, there is nothing that could come out and shock anybody. Even, like, the MTV Music Awards, when they used to do all these things. Like, oh, Howard Stern's fart, man, and Britney's kissing Madonna. Like, th- there is nothing that they could come up that would actually shock people and make news the next day. It's, it, it's very it's, – it's crazy. So, uh, breaking news here. Mike Francesa has just tweeted – he said, uh, the outspoken Steve Kerr says NFL's anthem is idiotic. He is absolutely right. I think that would have to be, I think that's kind of tone deaf because I think he's probably mocking Steve Kerr, but, you know, on Twitter it's not the same. But, oh boy. Anyways, um, what was I going to say? Uh, Jesse Spector, I just want to talk about I how actually much he heard, sucks. Um, I heard Ro went to go see Deadpool the other night and she oh, said really? it was good. Yeah. A little long, though. <laughs> Five and a half hours, right? Something like that. Eesh, watch out. Something like that. Kind of yeah. gone with the wind length. Yeah. But uh, Francis has really delivered the goods on his uh, Twitter account, I have to say. I really thought it was going to be a stuffy, you know, retweeting the the 660 WFAN stuff, retweeting Monzo. Hey, we're going to have Jim Nance on. But he's really, uh, you know, this guy's up tweeting at 2.30 in the morning, uh, throwing some bombs, you know? I, I totally agree. Let's let's jump into that for a second. Like I, wait, we already did. Wait, I don't have to tell you to jump into. You've already done that on your own. So, uh, but let, let's continue on that note. Um, Mike Francesa, I had no hopes for this Twitter account. I thought it would listen. Maybe the app. Maybe this is a thing. This is uh, in store for things to come. The app will be successful. I thought, friends, exactly. Not to echo what exactly what you just said, but I thought it would just be boring. You know, he'd follow like you know Jim Nance, a parody account that he thought was Jim Nance, or or six sixty <laughs> stuff, or or like you know just anybody that he claims to know, he'll just retweet them. But it has he is bringing the heat at times, and I'll tell you, I'm a little concerned. By the way. Um, um, he's, he's bringing up Trump, which in today's day and age, uh, I mean, obviously you are a monster if you agree with anything Donald Trump does. We all know that. And he's saying that Trump owned the NFL and I don't know, man, but I, I feel like he, I don't want to say Jimmy the Greek territory. Cause I think we're far away from that, but I mean, I could see it teetering closer on certain issues, especially when you have a racial issue, uh, a racial dynamic with the, with the kneeling, uh, have you have you liked you've liked the fire though you've liked what's going on? No, I definitely like what's going on because he's gonna dip his toe somewhere that he shouldn't, and he's gonna get dragged by Chrissy Teigen, and his whole fucking mentions are gonna be Beyonce gifts and just you know teenage girls from California dragging him. It's it's, it's gonna be good, it, and he's getting there. He should know not to go there. But he will. And I think Monzo should whisper in his ear, like, hey, Mike, maybe uh, don't say anything stupid on Twitter. But Mike's going to be like, hey, come on, I'm Mike. Yeah, I, will. that's and the problem. That's the benefit the, of our entertainment. That's the problem. Exactly. Like, he doesn't understand how, like, the hierarchy and, like, mob justice on Twitter. Monzo needs to explain to him, like, who Molly Knight is and and, and who these exactly Chrissy Teigen and and all these people that will, who will we talk about this. Just, you know, quote tweet it a little bit and, uh, you know, put some uh, clear cliche internet fucking phrase and then you know 34,000 
retweets in five minutes. Mike, Mike doesn't know about that. He's like you said, he's he's Mike. He's still. He does. Go ahead. No, he yeah, he needs to take a little bit of spice off the mustard, just because I saw a Specter today, Jesse Specter. Oh yeah, um, watch out! He called Mike an authority. He called Mike an authoritarian asshole because Whoa. of his two uh, thirty a.m. tweet last night about the kneeling, and you know, authoritarian asshole. Now I, I don't remember ever electing Mike Francesa to any level of government. <laughs> maybe maybe you did. I, I didn't. So you I know, would. and we I have would, he's a monster. So clearly, we have to get him out of his three-hour radio show before, you know, the new reign of terror begins. But um, <laughs> but that just goes to show you, like, an overblown reaction to what was just a typical Francesa, you know, nothing ball tweet. So imagine when he really does tweet something that upsets people. He will be blown to smithereens. We're talking everybody, even people that like him, Jimmy Traina, any of these mm. other, uh, you know, big Twitter accounts that are involved with everyday sports. They will just they they will just turn their back on Mike and just throw him right under the bus for likes and retweets. Well, he's not he's not off to a good start if Jesse Specter is uh, not happy with him because once you lose Specter, you lose the internet. That I've always said that, and I will continue to say that. That that guy runs shit. He's re- he's really funny account too. I really like him a lot. He, I like him. He's he's good. Je- Jesse Specter muted me, and I actually had to go to therapy. Uh, <laughs> you know, I did well though. Six, Sixty days, so I got a chip. What did but, he talk um, about the other? Yeah, yeah he yeah, goes. I- I'm just reading through the replies here just picking out which ones i have to mute i i tweeted him all the time i must be muted too because i rip on him all the time he never responds um be a man block me come on man come on you're part of the checkmark army isn't that part of your like uh creed to block everyone i don't know i don't know but then it's we like one of those old aim quotes where it was like if you're a true friend stab me in the front don't stab me in the back that's the way i feel about muting and blocking like Block me. Do, do not mute me. Don't yeah. make me talk into dead air. Stab me. I want to see you are blocked by this user. But I also love, too, if I'm muted, I don't care. And then I'll still tweet at him and, or quote tweet it. And it, and it get, gets likes and retweets. And I'm like, he has no idea that people hate him. Uh, it's funny. I don't care. <laughs> people are shitting on him. People are agreeing with me. Eh, well, fuck him. Uh, what, what, what else? Did, I, did we have anything else to say about the, the tweeting? I mean, uh, it's it's getting a little edgier every day, I've noticed. And yeah, it is a little weird that he's tweeting at like 2.30 in the morning. That's, that's strange. I mean, if I'm in bed in California and I'm half awake and I see that he tweets, I'm like, this this is kind of odd. You, you, you should be in bed. I know your show doesn't start till 3, but still, this this is maybe Mike drunk. I mean, I, I don't know what his deal is. He can't sleep on the toilet. I mean, imagine Mike actually like waking up, putting on the glasses rolling over on his side in some undershirt that has multiple food stains on it. The phone lights up, swipes a few fingers, gets onto Twitter. He's scrolling, starts tweeting. It's actually a very funny image to think about, you know, like unless you, unless you've been awake the whole night, you had to wake up at some point in the middle of the night and just, Hey, I need to fire this off on Twitter. And Frances is the last person I would have ever expected to do that. He is, uh, I, I wonder if this goes on for that much longer. I, uh, at first I thought, okay, well, he's, he's getting into this, but you know, he'll get bored. I don't think he's bored. I don't think he's bored at all. And I think it's going to continue and not to repeat myself. I don't know if it's going to go Jimmy the Greek, but it's going to go down something. And, uh, I wonder if we'll see a deleted tweet from Mike or him respond to something. We got to get him involved in some, I want him like fighting an egg with like four followers over something. I need that. <laughs> I'm, now, see, I'm scared for that to happen because I know Mike. And he can't, he can't be wrong. He has to have <laughs> no, the last he, word. 
he will end up on CNN. You will see Wolf Blitzer, like top story, local New York sports radio host, uh, had profanity laced tirade on Twitter. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to see that. It's sad. It's almost like why you don't want your parents to join Twitter, because you already know the first thing they send out will be an absolute disaster and could get them in trouble. Like, that's the way I feel about Mike. I'm protective. I'm like, no, 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 no. He's old. Just leave him alone. Don't. <laughs> I will say, and, and one thing really doesn't have anything to do with the other, although I guess maybe some people in, in advertising or whatever would say it is. I am listening to the show more since he's been on Twitter, which, again, has nothing to really do with anything. But I, I don't know. Maybe it does. I, maybe I'm, Maybe my brain just doesn't work like that. But I am actually listening to the show more. Uh, he actually needs to start addressing people by their at handle on Twitter. At <laughs> handle by their at handle. <laughs> That'd be great. By their at handle. <laughs> Boner uh, guy sixty nine. You know, you're, you're on the fan. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, uh, was this uh, at cheese dick? Okay, we're not going to say that. Uh... <laughs> uh, the mons. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Well, Francesa, obviously, he's dropping in with his two cents. That's good. Um, so let's let's get a little sporty here. Um, we we both share a uh, a like. I was thinking of some really fancy word and I couldn't find one. So a like the New York Yankees. What, what do you think? I mean, you you can't even be. I I every time I talk on this podcast about the Yankees, if anyone listens, I can't even talk. Um, when people listen to my podcast, they hear me yell and they're not, that I'm not happy with things. It's hard to talk about the Yankees and and not be happy. They're they're one of the best teams in baseball. They they might only be a half game back now. The Red Sox lose. So, are you enjoying this 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 uh, honeymoon so far with the New York Yankees? Obviously, you are. It's a stupid question, but answer it. It's gone a lot better than I thought it would have. Uh, coming into the season, I thought they would be here, but after the slow start, and you know, Stanton was struggling. Bullpen was you know very bad for the first couple of weeks. You thought you were going to have uh, a really bad uphill battle against Boston. Now, nobody could have ever foreseen them going on this run that they were 22 out of the last 26, whatever it is, you know, to make up all the ground that they had lost to Boston. But uh, it's been great to watch. You you can't ask for anything more out of Torres, out of Andujar, out of the younger guys. Uh, Birds coming back. The only bad thing you could say starting pitching, starting pitching has even been good, but they do need one more guy and they need some of the bullpen guys to be the bullpen guys. Right. They Herman, need Robertson to... Herman is not going to... You know, when Robertson's starter. Robertson. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, besides that, it, they, there has been nothing that you could co- complain about with the team. Did they, you, they've done did, everything and more. Did you give up after the first uh, month? Were you like many on Twitter that were ready to throw in the towel? Because, you know, they, they do play 162 games. I mean, if you're if you're not doing well in those first 20, I mean, you might as well just quit. Uh, yeah, I saw a lot of people throwing in the towel, and let me say, you're not allowed back on the bandwagon afterwards. Uh, uh, no, I, I was, you know, cautiously, you know, you're always concerned by a bad start, but obviously it's early, and you knew the talent level that they had. They had too much talent and too many bad teams in baseball for them to not come back. Because if you look around the league, the, uh, between the tanking or, you know, you know real or otherwise – you have to just fatten up on some of these teams. It, it's almost impossible not to with the talent level that they have. And, you know, they, they've done that. They, they've beaten good teams. Uh, they'll continue to do so. Uh, they do need another pitcher. I don't yeah. know who that is yet. It's not Cole Hamels. Uh, 
it's not going to be Archer or anybody within the division, but they will get somebody the way they got great last year. And uh, hopefully he improves and the rest of the rotation improves. And, you know, you could be on your way to like a, a hundred win season. I think they could do that and still end up in a wild card game. But I know that's, you know what, this Boston's is, playing. this is that one year exactly. And everyone, they, they want to complain when their team's involved, obviously, but even more so this year. I mean, they're going to be the two best teams in baseball, most likely the Yankees or Red Sox, Yankees and Red Sox. And one of them's going to have to play in a one game playoff, which I know it wasn't set up this way, but it's, it's, it's the way it is. So I don't know, whatever. I guess I could complain about it and join all the other assholes on Twitter and whine about it, but I guess that really doesn't get anything done. Uh, you mentioned, uh, no, 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 I will complain about it. I, I actually will complain about it because if the, if somebody from the AL central wins the fucking sub 500 division and the Yankees go out there and win one Oh four and have to play in a one game playoff. No, no, no. Then we got to scrap the system. I'm sorry. As soon as it affects one of my teams, it's fucked and it needs to go in the garbage. That's I was the just, I was just going to jump on that. You talk about how there were, re- there were shitty teams in baseball this year. You have the AL Central. The Cleveland Indians are in, in first place by a game and a half. They're at 500. And you have the NL West, where the Colorado Rockies are in first place, two games over 500. How about the Diamondbacks? Jesus, they came down to earth, huh? Christ. They're one game over 500. So... This is me like following baseball, looking at the uh, looking at the standings. Uh, you know, every like uh, once, twice a week. Oh wow, look at that! Um, uh, well, well, I mean, you got the Rays throwing relievers out there to start the goddamn game, and then everybody's praising them. Like, oh my god, this is so innovative! Look at that, oh, Brian Kenny, your boy, talking about <laughs> friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast talking about the bullpenning revolution, and this convinces fans that these stupid methods of it was essentially money saving gestures because right. the Rays could have gone out and signed a starting pitcher. They could have signed R.A. Dickey to a minor league deal to go out there and chew up you know 160 you know shitty innings. They didn't, but so, so so now, but now it's innovative. Now it's great. We're bullpenning. We're throwing Sergio Romo to start the game. It's you know, yeah. and uh, this is uh, in conjunction with gambling. You know, this could actually have with legalized gambling. This could uh, have some long term repercussions. That's true. That is that is very true. Though, by the way, those those very same Tampa Tampa Bay Rays are up six to one over the uh, best team in baseball right now, Boston Red Sox. And listen. Genius. Uh, yes, exactly. There you go. I mean, if you beat the best team in your league, it doesn't matter how many games are in the season. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. I believe in sabermetrics to to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Like, I, I am for completely, not completely, but partially moving away from old styles of doing things just for the sake of doing them. But at the same time, people go out of their fucking minds. You know, it's just, it's too much sometimes trying to be too cute. Like you said, you know, we're throwing bullpen guys to start games. I mean, it's just silly. Like, we get it. You're different. You're setting yourself apart from the other managers. Look at you, Kevin Cash. It's like, uh, I don't know. Everybody's trying to be the next smartest guy. Everybody wants to be the next Bill James or even like the next Joe Madden with shifting and with the utilization of the lineup. Hey, let's put our power hitter at because George Springer hits a bunch of home runs at the top of the lineup for the Astros. Obviously, it's going to work for your team. You know, but it, not, not only does it not always work, but they look like stupid decisions. Look at Kapler uh, from the Phillies for the first couple of weeks of the season. Right. Totally. To- totally just undermined the confidence of the team. Guys were throwing anonymous quotes to the press, you know, and what does it really do? Then you're not the smartest guy in the room. You already lost the fucking team. Just, you know, dude, just fill out the lineup card. (laughs) 
It really isn't, dude. It's, it's, it's really not. It's managing a baseball team. It, it's not that hard. It, yeah, I understand you're shifting, you know, the third baseman to the right side of the field. Yeah, that's not innovative. That's just common sense. But some of this other shit, I mean, I, I know you want the big fan graphs article written about you, but at the end of the day, you're just going to end up getting fired and you're going to be a fucking third base coach next year. Come on. They're all just looking for that praise from Jesse Spector, and you know this. Of course, they, they need that praise. They want to be part of. They want to be part of uh, this is everything Twitter. They they want to be the guy like Madden, who's who's just a fun guy who oh, dresses he's, everybody he's hilarious. on a road trip. He's he's fun. He's a lot of fun. I got to tell you, he's he, he, I, I like the way he banter's with his players, and they all dress up in funny suits. And you know what I love about him? You know what I love? You know what I love? He makes the game fun. That that's what I like. He makes the game fun. He's the reason why the Cubs won, by the way. He's the reason why they won the yeah. title. And it had nothing to do with Anthony Rizzo or just having all this, all this talent and high draft picks. It, it was it was Madden. It, it was totally Madden. On the field stuff. Ah, secondary. Uh, Francesa tweets again. Never thought I'd see... He's becoming obsessed now. Never thought I'd see the day other leagues would be laughing at the NFL. He needs a... I know this is like a story now. He needs to sort of move on to a different angle here. He's, I think he's becoming a... But we do know when Mike gets on something, it, it can't last for days, weeks, possibly months. It can. It can. Um, I think... Well, the NFL is always his forte, though. Mm. This is what he likes, because there's really nothing to talk about right now. He could tweet true. the Mets Very a little. True. He could praise the Yankees. You know, but beyond that, he, he's not he's not dicing up Vegas and Washington Cup analysis. You know, he's not talking so much about basketball unless it's to slander LeBron or like a, a really something that that really gets a lot of retweets and likes and gets a conversation going. You know, this this is his forte. He likes the NFL, and this is such a big topic. So anyway, he's going to continue to do it until it's uh, dead, buried, and he'll throw the dirt on it. So I got to ask you, you are, uh, I'll, I'll totally give you the floor here. Um, speaking of the NFL, we'll just, we'll do a quick little around the NFL with OTA starting. Uh, and I don't mean around the NFL. I mean like two teams at the most, uh, jets, you're, you're a jets fan and I could throw every cliche out there. Boy, this must be the best time of year for you. You know, there's no heartbreak. There's no, uh, you know, expectations. What'd you think about the draft? Do you think anything of this team going forward? Or is it just another, another year where you sit and wait for Sunday and just hope you don't suck? Listen, I've been I, I've been through the rigor with this team. It, I will never ever go in optimistic until I actually see them win a goddamn title. The last division title, actually, just a division title, not even a championship, just a division title. The last time they won one was two thousand two, and you know what? I still own the shirt. Do you know why I still own the shirt? Because I bought it in a double XL because it was cool to wear a double XL when I was 13. So it still fits me. Wow. That's how long ago it was. They played wow. the last home, the last home playoff game they played was 2002 against Peyton Manning. I, 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 I'm not doing this again with the, hey, you know, this is what the Jets thrive for. They thrive to go nine and seven and hope to get a wild card spot. They hope that their defense is just good enough with a shitty quarterback, but a good running game to kind of just get to that, you know, nine and seven, maybe 10 and six, and you win the strength of schedule. That's what they're hoping for. They'll, they'll go five and 11. We'll do this again next year with the quarterback controversy. We'll, they'll have another top 10 pick that they'll, I, I like Darnold. I like the Darnold pick. It was this, everybody wanted him before the season started. Suck for Sam. You know, right, they got right. their guy. I, know nothing about, I hope he's, I don't, I don't. 
I know there are a bunch I, of good quarterbacks that go in in the draft. I know my, my college football experience is, you know, every once in a while on Saturday, I'll look at the games and I'll bet on them and maybe watch a few quarters. That's about it. Um, I saw him throw an interception in the uh, 45 seconds of college football I watched this season, so clearly he sucks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he deserves nothing in life, no happiness, nothing. But, uh, you know, he was – between the four guys, they all had question marks. I guess he had the least out of all of them. I know people talk about the USC curse and everything, but you know, all, all of that is always bullshit. So hopefully he sits on the bench for a little bit. I don't want him thrown right into the fire, sit behind McCown, learn a little, do what you got to do. Usually by week nine, week 10, they start throwing NFL teams will throw a guy into the fire at that point. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens because that's all we could do. We don't play the games. <laughs> You gotta take it one game at a time. You can only you can only play who's on the schedule. I mean, honestly, and they don't play the games on paper, by the way. I mean, you know, so I mean, you got you gotta yeah. take it one game at a time. You can't look past your opponent. We know this, though. We know this. Uh, you talk about a division title. You know, Tom Brady did not report to OTAs the other day. I don't know if he came uh, today or not, but I mean, that could be big trouble in Little China there. I mean, maybe maybe this is the the, the Jets' year, huh? You think so, huh? Huh? You know, you know what I think more teams got to do when they play Brady? They have to hit Brady. They got to hit him. They got to hit him, Brian. Mm. That's that's what these teams have not been doing for 15 years. Get to the quarterback. Listen, they have not been rush. getting to him, and that's. The defense has to really increase the pass rush when you have a really good quarterback playing. I've always said this. I've said this to him. I'm blue in the face. You got to put pressure on the quarterback. I mean, it's it's what, what else can I say? I'm gonna be I'm, I'm gonna be very candid right now. Yeah. For all of the years that I've watched football, I have very little knowledge of like defenses and strategy and no idea. Knows. At this point, I do. I'm I'm really like at the point where I'm like, ah, oh, the fucking uh, he was wide open. Oh. I I have absolutely no idea what's going on when I'm looking at the screen anymore. I couldn't tell you the difference between a four three and a three four. I don't I, I, listen. I don't know. Give me the defense that wins the fucking game. How about that? I, I playing when I used to play video games all the time. I play Madden, and exactly. So I'll have defense, and I'll look at all the defensive sets there, and I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. But I'll just pick one of them, whatever button, and that one works. So I'll just pick that one over and over again, and then I'll be telling people, I'm like, they're like, oh wow, you're playing well. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a nickel defense. I mean, that's that's the way you got to play the Bengals. I mean, you you need a nickel defense. Everybody knows that. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Never, never. And that's and, and most people don't. Do you know why? Because I'm not getting paid to do this. Why would I have all of this extraneous knowledge for something I'm not getting paid for? It's a lot to learn. They don't even like doing it. And even and, and by the way, my favorite uh, my favorite defense in Madden was the 46 defense. It was the Buddy Ryan 86 Bears defense. So I would use it over and over with whoever had it. It usually worked. Worst play ever. Um, strong safety blitz. I would always blitz with the strong safety. Receiver wide open, I wouldn't sack him, touchdown, lose, you know. So I would never use the strong safety blitz in Madden kids. I clearly did not play organized football. So, like, in my beginning stages of playing Madden, I'd see strong safety. And I on, the, on the, like, the play there, I'd be like, oh, that's a good one. I mean, that, that's, a, that's safety strong. So, I mean, they're, they're obviously going to make the play. I'm picking that one. Yeah, strong safety. Yeah, exactly. So, again, uh, we, we, are, we have limited knowledge of uh, – sets and defenses and whatnot uh the 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 giants draft pick was on with francesa yesterday is it saquon or saquon i think it's saquon barkley saquon barkley uh 
you know, Mike talks to some of these guys. It's such a weird process. He like he talks to them as if he's like some like eighty year old guy like meeting a big brother candidate for the first. Like, what do you like to do when uh, you know you're not you're not playing football? You know, uh, what what are your hobbies? Uh, it's very strange. And then he's very disappointed. He asked him what number he was going to wear because only people like Mike who are like in their sixties give a shit about people's numbers. He's like, uh, t- 26, and he seemed, like, disappointed. He's like, oh, well, well, okay, all right, yeah, well, 26, all right, yeah, fine. So. I, th- I think uh, what Mike really should have pressed on was why the Giants took a fucking running back with the second round pick. <laughs> that's a, when that's, that's, it, it, It's pretty much common knowledge that running backs are, the, like, the least valuable draft pick that you could possibly have because they just run them into the ground quickly, boom, another one. They come out on an assembly line. It's not hard to find them. They could have had a franchise quarterback. And they didn't draft one. And that's just like, and all these stupid Giants fans are still believing in Eli. Yeah. He's like 37. Did you not watch? No, no, they're going to be healthy this year. How do you know that? He's 37. You're going to have to do this again in another two years. He, he is but, old. You know, and, hey, everybody likes- and, you have, and you have Beckham, like, who's an amazing talent, but you don't know what he's going to do next. He's crazy. Like, you, you can't rely on him and an old quarterback. Like, I, I'll tell you, I, I said this a million times. One of the most insane fan bases on, on the internet, like, for their team, is, is at least the people that I follow, are without a doubt Giants fans. I mean, they, they live in a world where they every year they think they're winning the, the Super Bowl. I mean, regardless, I bet you they'll still think it this year with, like you said, a 37 year old quarterback. And, and it's crazy to me because it just you had quarterbacks all over the place. It sounded like there was one consensus guy and he got taken one. There was four, you know, minimum, and you passed on them. And just why? You, this is not a win now team. It's not. Last year should have uh, like blatantly showed you that. But you know, uh, even if they are healthy. I, I mean, with the defense, is that an eight and eight team? Is that nine and seven? Yeah, I, mean, I know. That's what you're striving that, that, for. It's, it's seriously Break, breaking news here. Breaking news: fifty-year-old uh, former major league player Mo Vaughn dead, uh, apparent heart attack. I'm shocked. I'm just no, kidding. I'm he's he's shocked. completely alive. I totally lied. I thought you'd be a little more. You'd have yeah. a little more. That's a total lie. I'm sure he's doing very fine. I, I assume. I don't know. I believe he's doing very well in real uh, estate. Speaking, so. speaking of. Uh, Former uh, major leaguers. How about Lenny Dykstra? Oh, hey, how about him? He's doing good these days. Uh, totally sane, by the way, as well. I mean, <laughs> that guy is um, a train wreck. He, he's amazing. He 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 goes away for a little bit, then he comes back with just ridiculousness. You know, trying to what he what exactly did he do? I never actually read an entire article. I just saw gun, cocaine, tried to kill an Uber driver, something like that. Uh, he was missing the 190k, but yeah, I heard <laughs> he pointed the, the gun to <laughs> he pointed the gun to the Uber driver's head. Uh, he allegedly had cocaine on him, so uh, you know apparently either his uh, financial uh, money services either doing really well for him to afford cocaine in an Uber, or it's doing poorly uh, depending on how you view things. <laughs> That's a great point. He's like he's really like canseco without the entertainment because like you can say what you want about canseco he's like funny he's harmless he's right. entertaining on twitter he, he just all he did was just out his, his former right. you know steroid users and he's not really even a bad guy dykstra i mean this fucking guy might actually be the worst guy of that mets team and that's really i mean that's a really a hard title to achieve yeah he's he's a bad bad guy i don't i forget what it's in one of those like 
luxury men's magazine that no one actually subscribes to, but they're in dentist office and whatnot, like GQ or Variety or something like that. But there's some write up about him, like some guy who worked for his company and or his company or whatever fake company he had, and just like how much of a shithead that guy is. It's it's pretty incredible. Like you said, Jose Canseco, he's not going to start like swearing at people on the internet, even if people do mess with him. He's just like hug for you. Hug for you. I like you. Hug for you. Like he's not threatening to murder people. Like like he's swearing like either Lenny Dykstra or Bart Hubbock or something. I don't know. Well, Dykstra, the day before he was arrested, was bragging about uh, having sex with his high school drama teacher and that being the reason that he passed. And is there like a more asshole thing to do? As Like, are, like you're seriously the former ex-asshole jock athlete talking about, oh, yeah, I nailed my teacher so 40 years ago on Twitter in a public forum when you're a famous person. Yeah. Like, he uh, he's, uh, doesn't have many scruples, put it that way. No, no, no. Yeah, like you said. I, I, I am shocked he could afford cocaine. That's uh, That might be the most shocking thing of the entire the entire episode. That, that, that's... <laughs> It's definitely interesting. Uh, I don't know. Simon, what else do we have to talk about? I mean, we, we could do the cliche. We could call it a podcast or we could do the cliche thing of just talking about the royal wedding if you really want to. Like, I don't know. I would like to do the cliche thing and talk about the royal wedding. <laughs> then we will proceed. Um, so what's the deal with this thing? I mean, you know, why are these people even famous, right? I, th- I think it's funny because there is absolutely no purpose to the royal family anymore. Not we're, we're not in the Crusades. They're not actually running the country. They do absolutely nothing. They have no power. It's not as if they could declare war on somebody. They're just British Kardashians at this point. So I don't understand what the fucking pomp and circumstance is with him marrying somebody who's American, by the way, which was apparently a big deal in Britain. And I get it. But so then it's just another celebrity wedding. What are we doing here? Here's the thing, though. I do have to just impart a little bit there. You know, the Kardashians, for as repugnant uh, of human beings as they are, they at least, like, kind of made themselves. They made themselves for whatever disgusting thing they are, and they have created a brand on that. These people were just born and existed and just do nothing. And and people fawn over them. And it seems like so many Americans, too. I think, like, 30 million Americans woke up early. And, I mean, it was 6 a.m., I think, on the East Coast. So people all across the country, as we go west, even earlier, to watch that garbage. I watched it. Yeah, I bet lie. you did. I bet you did. I'm not going to pretend to be better than everybody. I actually watched it, and it was mildly entertaining. Um, my favorite parts uh, were Prince Philip, who's 97. And give it up for Prince Philip. He's I mean, alive, Get up right? there. Get, get, get in a tux. You're 97. You barely know what's going on. You could be dead any minute. And he's just there. He's, he looks like the Crypt Keeper with his jaw open. Like and, Kirk Douglas. You know, he... he and just like Kirk Douglas. Yeah, exactly. I mean, these people are just going to live to be 200 and we'll celebrate them then. Uh, but everybody was kind of, it's like a typical wedding. Everybody was bored at some point. Yeah. There was too much singing. There was too much, like, you were just waiting for the whole thing to be over. You see, like, David Beckham yawning. You see the queen in her little lime green Snoop dog hat. Just like, oh, oh, oh. Knows the fucking thing already. It's just, uh, you know, it's, it was a That's little a terrible wacky. impersonation. 
It was a hard, I don't think she talks like that at all. I don't know. Um, but it, it's, uh, you know, it's like everything else. You know, they're normal people, and they have those normal people feelings where they're like, let's get the fuck out of here. Enough yeah. already. Enough singing. Just say I do. I, I, I don't... How do they... I mean, obviously, Meghan Markle was an actress, but, I mean, how how do these people... Did they generate money, The this family? Uh, I, I don't... Is it, is it just taxpayers? I mean, are they are they the world's biggest welfare recipients? I mean, is that really what they are? Uh, they could be. I wonder, I wonder if, uh, like, the Commonwealth of the UK or whatever their official title is uh, actually paid for all of this. Half, and, um, half of half of the public did pay for the wedding. I read that. About at, at least 30%. I read it. I forget exactly the number, but it was, like, at least 30% of taxpayers in Britain paid for that wedding. Well, I also saw all of the, all, all of the uh, taxpayers of Britain fawning over them and waving flags and like, Harry, oh my God. So I, I guess they enjoy this sort of thing. Maybe it's not like in America where we complain about taxes for every single yeah, I know. thing that we pay for. Maybe they actually enjoy their tax money going to the British uh, royal wedding. But, I'm sure we could go to a few uh, pubs and probably people disagree with that and throughout the uh, the aisle of the United Kingdom. Hey, what do you think about the royal wedding? Get the fuck out of the pub. I'm sure there's a lot of that. Uh, I actually would have preferred a lot more soccer hooliganism at the wedding, because uh, that's all I think about when I think of the Brits. I just right. think of like people uh, in men, united jerseys, throwing chairs at each other and talking funny eyes. So, I mean, that would have spiced it up a little Opening bit. Opening beer but, bottles uh, with their teeth. Yes. Uh, yeah, the old, uh, the old Euro trip right there. I never did that, too. I, I was always scared to do that because I knew I would break a tooth if I, I, if I even attempted it. I was petrified of that. I broke my two front teeth like Jim Carrey and uh, Dumb and Dumber, like in that same spot. I had uh, those parts of my teeth broken when I was in high school. So I was afraid to do anything with my teeth ever again. So, no, I've never even attempted that. Do you know how to open a beer in a cool way? Can can you do the old, like, lean it up against the counter and just smash the, the neck of the bottle? Uh, I'd rather not. I I have. Uh, you know, also, that, that's way cooler than trying with the lighter. Um, but The lighter's also, lame. If, if you're using a lighter, you might as well just use a beer opener. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've tried it once. I was really drunk in Dublin one time, actually with my brother and my cousin. And I thought just like against this, uh, it's hard to describe, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a table. We were outside on this just sort of uh, cement thing. And I thought it would be like the movies where it just go like that and it pops off. No, it it completely shattered and uh, it blood all over my hands. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was, it was quite, the, it was quite the scene, man. I'm not woke. Wow. No, very unwoke asleep. All right. So, uh, Simon, I, I thank you. We're 45 minutes. Boy, we just could talk about a bunch of bullshit and that's, we're almost at an hour of just <laughs> idiocy. Uh, yeah, no, that, that flew by pretty quick. We, yeah. we, we, we did times. well. Good times. We did well. It's never good. It's never good guys. <laughs> For anybody who's listening, we did well. We did well. remember that. Exactly. Know, know your grammar. I mean, if you want to go to Britain, you've you got to know shit. So, Simon, you can always follow him on Twitter at S-M-A-R-Q-S. Uh, d- don't be alarmed if all of a sudden he has a barstool Avi or my friend Sessa Avi. The man changes all the time. So d- don't, don't be afraid. Don't be confused. Just let you know if you, as long as you have that handle, everything's going to be right. Right? <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> all right, Simon. Thanks a lot for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me.
city looks so, so pretty, y'all see Amarillo.